Baby, it's yours, all yours. If you want it tonight, I give you the red light special of the night. Baby, it's yours, all yours. If you want it tonight, well, y'all gonna get it tonight. <laughs> Okay. All right. I told you it was a Negro spiritual. We always and had that. You call everything a Negro spiritual because you need everyone to go should back know. and read a book on that one. Listen, listen. When I say, I'm not using it in those terms, I mean when I say Negro spiritual, I mean just about every black person knows the song. That's what I mean. Yeah, but you call every song a Negro spiritual, so it's not. Why are you just trying? Kind of Why do you want to argue with me? You always want to argue with me. It's a good occasion. And welcome to another installment of um, Night Courts. Hey, y'all. I am your host, Alani. And your co-host, Aaliyah. And welcome to Night Court, better known as Who Raised You Host. Um, this week is a little, um, it's a little special. It's a little rendition. Um, it's a little something. It's a little something, you know? Aaliyah, what is, what, what's going on this week? I want to know. Why don't you tell them? I want you to tell them. No, I don't want to. This is why we argue a lot, okay? On Thursday, your lovely... This motherfucker was born. God damn. I done had enough. The world don't need any more of you. The world needs more, okay? More. Mm. Child. You know I don't what? know why Aaliyah is so upset. I think you get ready to get bumped off of Man of Honor. Why would you want to do that? I think you might get bumped. Oh my god. All you want to do is just disrespect me, and I've had enough. It's okay. <sighs> anyway, moving on, and it's time for the regular show. Sound and it's love. antics. It's called it's time to scroll on. Okay. Um, can we get started with the good stuff first? Yesterday was Father's Day. Yes, um, and all the daddies and zaddies was oh, just out oh God, all on everybody's Instagram oh, and Al Gore's internet and, you know, Beyonce's Facebook and was just, you know, showing showing their presence and their babies just... And why they became fathers in the first damn place, my God. Now, the thing is, I'm a little subconscious about sharing pictures of my dad because I've had, unfortunately, I'm gay, so... When I share a picture of my dad, I always get the awkward people trying to fetishize him. Not just the gay men. I also have some of my straight female friends. So I'm like, your dad is cute. Because I fetishize as dad. There's nothing wrong with fetishes here. It just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Sometimes why have the man when you can have the man that made him? Listen, nigga, you broke. Nigga, where your daddy at? Listen, JT always gives the best... (laughs) Oh, advice ever. Hello. Um, I think if I had to get someone the cutest post for Father's Day, I can't even think of who to get it. I like Trey Songs. His we, post was really cute for like you could just really he tell he was loving being a first time dad and like, you know, really getting the meaning of Father's Day. It was really cute. It was really cute. Um I can say who can I give Best Father's Day post to? I think 
Quincy um, Brown, Diddy's stepson, I'll be sure, son. He acknowledged both of them on Father's Day. No, I know who got the cutest one. I'm sorry, and you might look at me sideways. I think Amber Rose got the best one. She, hers was cute. Hers, hers was cute. cute. The fact that she had she was both. Like, Y'all both got the like the dope baby mama or something like that. I was like, you better go ahead, bitch. First of all, to number one, I love the maturity that has come between her and Wiz Khalifa, especially following divorce and how messy it got after they broke up. Yeah. I love seeing it now to where their they, their co-parenting relationship is wonderful to the point where she could he can go out and party with her current boyfriend and the father of her mm-hmm. unborn child, her unborn child, they can go out and have a wonderful flipping time. And I, I just I loved it. It was very very good. I have to I say I give her the best Father's Day pose. Um, moving right along. Um. In this installment of um, the sub category for this, which is called politics and bullshit, um, I thought we was going to keep the 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 state State of black union. We could do that, and then we could also do better known as politics and bullshit. Politics is bullshit, which I think I'll prefer. Um, first we have here the Supreme Court grants Virginia Democrats favorite decision in a racial gerrymandering case. So, with that, it's a huge win for Virginia as a whole, but mostly the Democrats, Mm -hmm. where the Republicans were petitioning the court to actually start changing the districts. Now, if you don't know what gerrymandering is, gerrymandering is when there, so like there's your state, whatever state you live in. And you have certain sections of that state that vote either Democrat or Republican or one party or whatever. Now, what happens is if either side wants to win votes, they start carving different sections of the state. So that way that state can favor them and not favor the other side where they would lose votes. So they typically favor parts of a state that have more of a population that leans towards them. Which so, is sorry, Mark, <laughs> isn't Virginia um, a Republican state? It is a Republican state, but as of lately, it's leaning left. Mm. Yes. So can it take Florida with it? Can 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 we talk well, about we, that? We, we, well, we gotta we gotta work on a public school system first, but. Um, <sighs> With gerrymandering, it's not the same as redistricting, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of them will use in place of that word. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, with that, it's completely legal until you go through the courts and and they will say either it's unconstitutional or it's constitutional, meaning that either you can keep a certain map or you can redraw one or they'll say, no, you'll keep it as it is. Mm. And it's a great win for African Americans because, as always, we feel that our votes are, you know, our votes aren't, you know, listened to, they're not counted, and gerrymandering has been a problem for a long time because it really diluted a lot of the African American vote. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now that Mm -hmm. Virginia can actually um, become more equal... Mm. With either being Republican or Democrat, we can actually see what that does for voting time. 
which is going to be quite interesting. Um, before we get to the next topic, there is something that I just want to scream to the mountaintops about. Um, can we please have a standing ovation? Um, the current press, I believe it's press secretary? If it's not press secretary, I forget who Sarah Huckabee, oh, uh, what role she is. Oh, press secretary. Oh, yeah. The bitch is leaving. Yeah, she's <clears> out. <throat> and he just, look, I don't even know what you're clapping for because he's going to get the next person that's in, in the lot of your face anyway. Someone asked this question on, I believe it was Twitter or Facebook that I saw this. And they were like, is anybody in the, in the Oval Office in his cabinet, are any of them going to stay the full term? I'm like, probably that not. is a... Excellent flipping question because every time you turn around, somebody's leaving or they're quitting. Probably not. I doubt it because a lot of them actually have issues with him. As and a, they, it is outside of him being president. It's they have issues with him as a person because he's not only a terrible leader, but he's a he's a a child. Um, sources did say that you know whenever he saw something he didn't like, he basically started off like a child. He would start screaming at people. And if you were the closest person at the time he heard it, he was taking it out on you. He, you were everything but the child of God in that man's eyes. If he so, if you happened to be in a room when he heard something he didn't like. I mean, he'll go to Twitter and talk about her later on, and I'm of course. Pre- and I'm pretty sure, just like everything else, um, and when it comes to this joke of a presidency, she's gonna have a price tag on her story. Of course. Next, flipping. They worth. They worth more than. Than they are actually in the shit, I guess. I mean, you can say that. So, the Trump campaign fired pollsters after internal polling numbers were leaked. So, this happened about a couple days ago. Mm, talk about it now, sister. Now, we are starting to get a lot of preliminary numbers mm-hmm. for a lot of the presidential candidates yeah. that are coming up in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So... The numbers showed him polling closely behind Joe Biden, which I don't know why the fuck anybody's going to vote for Joe Biden. But anyway, um, he was trailing closely behind Joe Biden. And in a lot of the key states, he was not winning. And the key states, we're talking about Florida, California. And Florida is like the biggest swing state of them all. Exactly. If you win Florida and or California, it's, you're, it's, you're, done. you're in. You're done. So, You're in. and a lot of the the big the big ticket states, he was not winning, and of course, sis was not happy. When is she ever happy? So he was stating that the numbers are false, and you know the people didn't know what they were doing, and he's actually polling big in those states. Yada 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 yada. So let's 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 get him out, and please do not vote. Joe Biden, y'all, please don't do it. Child, I just want y'all to vote. And whatever y'all do, just don't vote for his bitch ass. Don't vote for him. Vote now, Elizabeth Warren. A lot of us got student loans and shit. Now we're gonna go to back to the regularly scheduled mess, aka program. Yes. Um, can we start with the top one? Um, Rachel Dulcet comes out as bisexual. <sighs> um. Mm-hmm. Okay, sis. Good for you. You came out as bisexual. Next now, topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel it about just, it. I really don't care. Okay. Look, it's no offense. Let the church say amen and amen. we're moving. Lala had a baby. I didn't know sis. Yo, I didn't know sis had a baby. That's why I wrote I'm that confi- way. I'm confused. 
So did you not see the, the the Father's Day post with with Carmelo Anthony holding a baby, a newborn baby? Is that is that the mistress's baby or is that Lala's baby? I haven't heard of no mistress. Because last time I checked, we've seen no. The reason mm-hmm. why they separated, she apparently through my research, she got back with him and was pregnant or got pregnant. Here's the problem also. But with that this but niggas don't know if that's his baby or not, allegedly. Now here's the problem. The oh snap. She turned off the comments on her um father's day. Told you. You see him holding that baby? No, because it's one picture. Wait. Yep. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, let me see. No. Oh no, that's not it. That ain't it. Go in the shade room. The shade room, they had a they had a post of all the Father's Day pictures. And you sure? Lala and Carmelo Anthony was in one of them. You sure? And he was holding a baby. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm Confucius.org. Are you sure? I'm positive. Are you positive. sure? Positive. Hold the baby. I'm positive. Are you? I, I'm confused. Because, I'm positive. Okay, daddy duties out here up celebrating. Okay, let me see. But you know they have more than one, so you know you got to kind of scroll. But yeah. I didn't know she had a baby, but apparently, from my research, she was pregnant. She's hold on. Unless the shade room edited and took out the slide, I can't see. Wait, here we go. Here's another. There one. it is. Okay, the one for Angela Simmons, um, baby father that passed away. Yes. Um, okay, this is what she. That don't look, no. This is Cayenne. Who? Her son. That's Cayenne. Girl. Look, and the the do rag has braids. Carmela Anthony has a low cut. That's her son. She had, no, I'm telling you, she had a baby. <sighs> uh, well, I'm I'm gonna get my sources on that story. We gonna come back to y'all on that. I am one of your sources. God damn it, she had a baby. God damn. Um, it. we're gonna touch. O- we're gonna skip over the next one because we're gonna come right back to it. Um, first of all, let's talk about this instead. Um, OJ decided to come on Twitter and clear up some long-standing rumors about him. Now, if y'all remember, this crazy, crazy crazy-ass story came out, I want to say a couple weeks ago, if not like a month or so ago, where they were saying that he bragged about him having sexual relations with Kris Jenner to the point where she needed to get um, hospital attention, no, medical attention, and of course, the age-old rumor that Kyle, um, Kylie, excuse me, that um, Khloe Kardashian is really his child. Now, first of all, he cl- he clarifies both rumors head-on. He says one, he's not interested in Kris Jenner. Exactly. And secondly, most importantly, he also specifies that he is not Khloe Kardashian's father. Now, I think that's all I need to say on that because he basically just shut all of you up on Twitter. Yeah, because I, I guess he was like, all right, it was fun while it lasted, like, but y'all need to shut the fuck up. <sighs> Karma is a bitch and Saint is her sister. Oh, I know where you get right. That Karma came back quick, quick. Brittany Taylor has been arrested for assault and aggravated, I mean, assault and aggravated harassment. harassment. She had a fight with her roommate. Now, and it went down into the, the lobby of her apartment. 
Now, here's the thing. If you guys aren't familiar with why we say this is karma, this is coming from the same exact person that claims that Remy Ma had assaulted her at Urban Plaza, went ahead and pressed charges on her, had her arrested, all these different things. And Remy is stating that she was home. Now, if you guys know anything about parole, parole is strict as fuck. Yes, it if is. If you were supposed to be in the house at 10 o'clock, they are making sure your ass is at the house at 10 o'clock. They call it. Or your PO might just pop up on you like, just wanted to make sure you were indoors. Thank you. They don't even want your ass so much as sitting on your porch when that curfew come around. Exactly. So not only did she say she can prove that she was home, also Fat Joe was vouching that she was not at the scene, even though Brittany was saying that someone had footage of the actual altercation. It, neither here nor there. The crazy part about the altercation is it's considered a misdemeanor. And most, more importantly, nine times out of ten, it will not affect her actual standing as far as her being released off of parole. Now, Brittany, in turn, if y'all remember on Love & Hip Hop, this is the same chick that's always looking for a fight on Love & Hip Hop New York. She was, the, she was just so bad and this and that, but... And now you sitting here got whole cases open against you. And now it's going to be even more complicated for if Remy decides to do the season of Love and Hip Hop for them two to even be in the same scene with one another or let alone Remy the same ain't room. Gonna, she ain't. No, she's going to do it. But I'm going to tell you why she's No, she ain't. No, I'm meaning she ain't going to fight that girl. She's not going Remy to. Remy is so above that shit. She's not going to risk her freedom. She just had a baby. Need we, need we say more? Um, Chris Brown was a cute um had posted some very um unnecessary comments on Karuchi's Instagram about Victor Cruz. Saying that basically basically saying that you need to style him, his style game needs to step up, blah 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 blah. But now he talking about, oh I got hacked, so that wasn't really me. Nigga Yeah, you got hacked by that by that uh that that booger sugar. Like uh, it's very, it's very, it's very believable. He might have been hacked. I'm not saying it's false. However, but this nigga has been trying to get at this girl since they broke up. Because she was, and now you want to talk about oh you got hacked, nigga. Keep that same energy. But yeah, you be on Instagram stealing shit from artists, and you be clapping back at them when they tell you oh can you like tag me in my shit at least if you gonna steal it. But yeah, you got. But you wasn't hacked then when you was clapping back at artists for stealing these shit. But now, child, I don't know. Because I, you shading the girls on IG now, you hacked. Girl, I don't know. I'm shocked he's not blocked. Moving on. Yep. Mm. Um, I'm gonna dance, tap dance around um a little bit on the, what we have. So Bashir, I hope I pronounced his name properly. Bashir Gray. If you guys don't know who Bashir Gray is, um, Hakeem Lyon on Empire was arrested on last Thursday in Chicago on driving-related offenses. Supposedly, he was driving in Chicago without registration or insurance and a suspended license. Wow. So he was arrested. Looked cra- the mugshot looked crazy as hell. It does. Yo, did you see that shit on his head? I'm like, what the? F- what? What were you doing? What did you do to your hair, baby? What, what so did you do to I, your hair? I honestly, I still uh, call me crazy. I still believe that Jesse didn't do it. Um, I'm standing by how I feel. However, they get ready to unseal the documents on that case too. 
I want them to unseal them shit so bad because they started unsealing them, but it's not done yet. So I want to know what is with Empire and this publicity stunt, I guess, for the final season, because Jamal is not in the final season, which is Jesse's character. He's completely done with Empire. I don't even know. You know what? I don't even know why they keep filming seasons. No, 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 no. He announced that this season is the last season of Empire. I don't it know. It should have been the last season I'm, after season three. I'm just saying. I mean, you're at a point. I, who am I to argue with the truth? Um, season three should have been the end of Empire. That should have been the end, baby. Just just cut it right on off. I mean, like I stated, girl, y'all need to stay out of the law. And y'all know how Chicago is. And they probably and I, if they don't exploit the fuck out of this case like they did with Jesse, I'm calling fair play on the shit. Then y'all really being homophobic. Because why the fuck y'all sitting here trying to sit here and pin Jesse against the wall, but y'all just letting this little case slip under the cracks. Just saying. And I'm moving right along. Congratulations are in order, by the way. For Miss Cassie. Now, I'm so, I, I'm so happy for her. The Shade Room originally reported that Cassie was supposedly expecting. Um, and then I want to say a few days later, Cassie and her boyfriend, Alex Fine, confirmed the rumors when they did a fraternity, uh, a, a maternity shoot. Mm-hmm. But it was a different type of maternity shoot. You don't see a belly. You don't see him holding the belly. It wasn't typical. The way they did it was kind of like Thumb and Louise-esque. Almost. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because you see the two of them, they're looking back, and in the rear view, you see a thing of baby shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so dope that they did it like that. And I'm like, <clears throat> congratulations. It took you to leave Diddy after how many years to finally get a baby? Now, that let, and can we please talk about how maturity is on 10 for Diddy because he actually sent the congratulations on the pregnancy announcement? Now, the word on the street is he, Alex Fine, really thinks that he tried to sabotage the, the, uh, the, the, announcement. the announcement. He might have, because he might have leaked the information to the shade room. Because the shade room was the only one running the story before anyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um,. I'm going to touch on this real quick. Um, Portia Williams and Dennis McKinley of Real Housewives of Atlanta split. Now, there was a lot going on with him. You know what? Honestly, I think that it was all for the show. And like some people that we know, she only wanted that baby. She ain't give a shit about what he was doing. Because it was rumored that he has an affinity for animal porn, the men, and... um, Booger Sugar as well. So, I mean, it has been confirmed if, if it was true or not, but he, from from what I have heard, he does attach himself to women who have things that he needs to get himself ahead. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but I think at the end of the day, Portia wanted that baby. I feel and she like wanted it more than... The marriage. Yeah. Now, the thing that I can say as a fan of the show, um, though, as time goes on, I only could watch the season premiere, and then after that, I'm done with it to the reunion. Now, here's the thing that I can say about Portia Williams. I did not see this whole relationship with her and Dennis last name. 
I didn't either. I didn't see it, it was, last. Night. It was too quick. It was quick. It might have been that we just slept around. It probably felt good. Y'all want to make you my girl type situation. And I'm like, I'm off of that. Yay, flowers, does, and all that good hot shit. So I feel like the I feel kind of like Aaliyah does. I feel like the whole thing was put together basically for her to have the baby. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, Portia's not getting younger; she's getting older. So, 9 times out of 10, while she was pregnant with PJ, she probably was high risk the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, remember, that's also the real reason why, um, that's also the real reason why Kenya decided to sit out a season of filming because she was pregnant and she was extremely high risk. Which means while she was pregnant with um, with Brooklyn, she could have miscarried. Even though she is such a fucking adult. She looks just oh like her father. God, just so like her cute. father. I'd be like... Uterus, be still. Be still. Just be still. She looks exactly like Mark. And it is ridiculous how much she looks like her daddy. But best of luck to Portia. You about to be a single mama. But I mean, she got she got money. She can afford it. So I mean, if it. you can afford it, you can afford it. Dude, I mean, but I mean, he wasn't the best look. And let's be real. He was no um, Cordell. In this, but um, Cordell was, was Cordell abusive. was contr- abusive and controlling. But when I say that, meaning he, they look odd together. Yes, they look odd, and it was like, okay, when is this gonna end? Because I'm tired of looking at the two of these people. Mm. Um, so Akon and his wife slash girlfriend are supposed to be a love hip hop Hollywood. Yeah, I kind of read that in passing when I was looking for something else, and I was like, oh, okay. And the funny part about it was that it's it, you can't really confirm whether he's she's actually his wife or his girlfriend, but people kind of go with it because she calls herself his wife. Well, I'm not going to talk about it until it's actually confirmed because I have my own reservations about that, and we're going to move right along. Um, <laughs> no shade. We're going to move right along. Um, because I know that Leah's going to get passionate about the top topic that we have in the notes right now. And I can't wait. Wait, so, what? What? So, I, oh, you're not up to speed yet. Up to speed Damn, I, damn iPhone. So. I am. Harry Hilson in the studio. Um, I believe in when I hear the music. Next topic. Uh, <laughs> so, um. This is something I actually want to elaborate on a little bit deeper than what is in the actual highlights for our discussion. Um, Nicki Minaj... Oh, God, Jesus. Let me take a swig of the <sighs> Hold on. Nicholas is, is releasing new music on Friday. And, um... Here's, yeah. where, here's where it gets interesting. Lil Nas X is releasing a new single on Friday, too. Oh, bitch! And... And... Taylor Swift just put uh, put out "You Need to Calm Down," and people are already saying she uh, um, she uh, ripping off of Beyonce's party video. I kind of she... see the similarities, but I I don't care about either one of them. Eh, I'm behind, so I can say this. Eh, I see it. I see it. But in the same sense, someone was saying on Instagram, and I can't help but to agree. It's also a concept that's been done before. Yes. So it's like you can't really be like, oh, she's biting off Beyonce, when in retrospect she had a Beyonce impersonator in the damn video. She had an impersonator Beyonce, Cardi B, um, 
Nikki. I didn't watch it. I wanted to. I, I, I saw like, stills. I, I saw stills, but you know, I, I'm. Uh. Uh. <laughs> but I just, I, I feel like that's a reach because that is. It's a, a hard, real hard, hard reach. reach. But you know, it's like you said, the young stands are gonna. They're gonna run with it and try and attack Taylor and I get the message behind the video. I still just don't see it. Um, Congratulations, Ciara. She authenticated her first marriage, which happened to be a gay marriage in the video for You Need to Calm Down. Um, I'm still confused as to why RuPaul and Billy Porter weren't in the video and Billy Porter and this mean black mama look that he is trying to instill. I love me some Billy Porter. He is my gay father. However, in the same sense, I'm just sick of him and this one look that he has where he tries to make himself look like an angry black mama. And it's like it gets feed into the stereotype, kind of like how Tadric feeds into the stereotype with wanting to be overly feminine. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, the music no, is cute. Tadric just want to be a white woman. That's what he want to do. It's no shade. Like I said, I love Tadric. However, I just wish he would stop trying to look theatrical. That's where I. That's where he losing with most of his music is. I feel like it's theatrical because every album, almost everything that he puts out as far as the visual is damn near looks like it could be on Broadway theatrical. No, oh, yeah, he is really over the top. This and that's my thing with Tadre. Like I said, I just want him to step out of that mold. And the minute he steps out of that mold, he'll be successful. But until he continuously plays in this gay mold. And always think that, oh, my sexuality is going to get me to sell. It's kind of like you're doing too much. It's kind of like these corporations. And here's my rant real quick. Ooh, here we go. I'm, I promise, y'all, it's just one quick observation. It, we're, we won't be here long. Um, but I have to express my feeling on something. And I don't know how Leah going to feel about it, but we're going to have this rant. I find it utterly ironic that this year I have seen the most advertisement for Pride Month in stores that I've ever seen in my whole entire existence. It's a money maker. Now, this is my problem, and I'm glad you just said that. This is my problem. Everyone wants to monopolize off of Pride Month because they know everyone is going to come in to look for Pride Apparel because when they go to a Pride Parade, what's the one thing they all look for? It's Pride Apparel. They want the rainbow. Whether they want the rainbow the actual flag colors, whether they want it to be assorted on the bottom of a shoe, on the side of a shoe, they want it somewhere on them. They want a rainbow. Now, there are very few brands that I know for a fact have been about this life for decades and have always been team us when it comes to Pride Month and never shy from it. And some of them don't even need Pride Month. They always show pride. Gap is one of them. Old Navy is one of them. Banana Republic, the whole umbrella. They do it. Then you have several other companies that do it. And I'm thinking of some off top. But when I started really seeing it, like when I went to Target, like don't get me wrong, I got my rainbow flask. I ain't gonna sit here and let hold y'all. But I never seen Target promote Pride Month. I never seen Levi's promote promote Pride Month. I never seen any of these stores promote Pride Month. Why are they promoting it? Because they want the money from it. They are not giving any money to any Pride organizations or LGBTQ plus organizations or charities or anything to try for the betterment of the community. But we want to see him monopolize. But when it's time to actually be about that life, y'all are silent. But when it comes to making money from the month, 
y'all are vocal, but when it's time for you to actually speak up on a topic or speak up for the community that you're making money from, you're silent. Hmm. I don't get it. If you're not going to be vocal year-round, then shut up during June. Shut up. Don't try and monopolize off of us. Keep keep that same energy year-round where you don't want to talk about it. Don't try and make money off of us now. Don't try and act like you about this life now because you've never been. You never will be. And especially coming from someone that is in the community, you never really were a part of it. Now, the one thing that I have noticed is I see a bunch of gay flags around everywhere. I don't see anything for the um, transgender, non-binary people. And while we're there, I have another rant real quick. I can hear everything on the news that's going wrong in the world. Everything on the news. However, I never hear about the trans women that are being murdered. You'll never hear about the trans women being murdered. You'll never hear about them. And if you do hear about them, you hear it in an actual article that's shaming them. Oh, they shouldn't have did this. Or they shouldn't have did that. Or we're not going to really talk about it. Like, you're just going to cover it. It's a short article. Next story. These women are dying Every single day, they're dying. And you know, it's funny, and it brings me to the the Netflix show that I was saying about, The Tale of the City. Yes, I added it to my list. Please watch it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But don't. in one of in one of the in one of the character stories, she's trans, mm-hmm. and she happened to meet a lot of trans women in the same city that she was living in. Mm-hmm. But her only thing was she passed so a lot of the women saw how old she was mm-hmm. and what struck me was how she was how she asked her how how did you survive and i was like oh shit they don't make it past what 30 they don't make it past 30 so she asked her how do you survive well i need to take this back to the girl so we can learn how to survive how did you get the, How did you get to be this old? How did you get to? How did you get here? I'm and not, she had no idea what this woman was talking about. But she was like, "I just, I." She she couldn't really answer her. Is you ever pay attention? You never meet a trans person past thirty. Never. I can I can't even count on hand how many trans women I met that that lived past thirty. I can't count. But it's just a shame how much they monopolize off of this when the issues where you need to be vocal you're silent that's the end of my rant that's all i had that's all i had i promise you that's all i had we're gonna get right back to the regular schedule program because i want to move on now the next the last two things that we have on here i'm gonna touch we're gonna touch on it because it's gonna provoke emotion um i saw this but i just my take and Aaliyah's take are gonna be completely different on this real quick um, Phoenix police use excessive force with mother and child and children. I didn't watch the video. I watched the video. I'm gonna tell you why. Well, continue. And I know the reason why you didn't watch the video. It was almost the reason why I didn't watch it. But something in me was like, you you gotta see it. Now the whole thing happened when the family went to the dollar store and a little girl walked out with a doll. The person in the store, I think it was a manager, called about this little girl taking this doll, saying she stole it. Now, the cops had followed these people home. 
they are outside of their house and the cops have the husband on the car handcuffing him and he's <clears throat> he's so scared because he doesn't know what's going on and the cop is screaming at the woman in the car saying to put your hands up and she's like okay like I'm gonna do it just give me a second I have my baby and I'm pregnant just give me a second I have my hands up I'm not gonna do anything to you and he's saying oh hurry up and get the fuck out of the car do what the fuck I say I'm gonna put a fucking cap in your head and she's like what are you talking about I'm pregnant I have my child so when she gets out the part that made me angry was that when I give you a fucking order, you, you fucking do it. And she's like, all right, I have my baby. I'm pregnant. I can't just, you know, my hands are up. I'm not going to do anything to you. So he's like, put the child down. She's like, you want me to put my child who can't walk on the concrete? Now, if you don't know anything about Arizona, it's fucking hot. Hella hot. Desert hot. If you cracked an egg on the concrete, it would fucking fry. Now you want her to put her baby on the ground. She's saying that my baby cannot walk. She's only a few months old. She can't walk. I don't. I can't sit her on the ground. And he's like, if I'm giving you an order, you better fucking do it. I'll fucking shoot you. I'll fucking shoot you. And then it's at this point, you can hear the frustration and the, 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 the fear in this woman's voice. She's saying, I'm not going to, she's like, I'm not doing anything. I can't put my baby down. She can't walk. It's like, what are you doing? She can't walk. And the person who's filming this is saying, aren't y'all supposed to be diffusing the situation? Like, why are y'all out here with guns pointing at a mother and her kids? These are kids. And they're not even hearing the people in the background saying, like, you, you're not supposed to be doing all this. And all of this was over a 99-cent doll. A dollar doll. A dollar doll. And that family is suing the state of Arizona for $2.5 million. They should get more, but whatever. That video, that video was so hard to watch. Because, God forbid, this cop would have said, I feared for my life and shot that woman. And killed her. Or shot her baby. If she's cooperating, why are we sitting here trying to use obsessive force on a pregnant woman? With an infant in the car. But this is the same, these are the same cops that will fucking break up a pool party and slam a little black girl to the ground. The same fucking cops. The thing I hate, and because of the fact that I have, I know people and I actually have relatives and that basically are in law enforcement, the thing that makes it hard to watch these stories is because I know that the one thing that I stress to anybody, not all members of law enforcement are bad or evil. However, you do have the ones that abuse their power and their force, and they use it to their advantage. In this instance, if that woman is pregnant with a child, let alone has an infant, a toddler, in the car with her, and you're telling her to put her hands up or I'll shoot you, she's pregnant and scared. Let alone, you want her to put a, a baby that is a couple months old on a concrete. You're in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. You want her to put that baby on concrete, knowing that baby could get skin burn. Because you put her, the baby on concrete. Yep. On concrete. You have no validation for this. 
And luckily, and though most of the time, we shame people that record stuff like this. Mm-hmm. In this instant, this was important for them to record this. Yep. Because who's going to be able to be like, if they didn't have a video, it would have been in their word against but the But even um, then, with video, it's still their word against theirs. But you know what's going to end up happening? They're going to sell a lot of court. How much you want to bet? Yeah. They're going to settle out of court because you can't excuse it. You see her with her hands up. She's pregnant. Baby in the car. You got her husband on the hood of a car. What access does she have to a weapon? Let alone, let's say she did draw a weapon on you. She's risking not only getting her child in the back seat shot. She's risking getting her unborn child shot. And if she gets shot, that baby's going to die. Hello. It's, but they didn't care about that. Because all they heard was somebody say, this little black girl stole a doll. And you were, and it's a dollar fucking doll. And it's even worse that you followed these people to their house. To their house. And home. you did this. And we... Uh, I, 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 mm, child. So. But then they'll say, oh, all, all cops aren't bad. I mean, but if the cops didn't do wrong to people... Then people would trust them more. I ain't never hear nobody say fuck the fire department. So. I mean. And on that note. Let's turn to touch the last topic that we have on here. Um, I want to say this was yesterday. Yes. Um, Tori Lanes spoke out about a director wanting to replace a dark skinned uh, female lead for a lighter. For a girl with a lighter complexion. Now, Tory Lanez spoke out. I don't have the exact quote per se, but he spoke out and defended and basically stopped the director from replacing her and saying, no, keep her here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have a dark-skinned female lead in my video. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing. I think Kendrick Lamar did the same thing, too. Where they, I want to say it was a video for Poet- Poetic Justice where they wanted to do the same thing. Okay. But in the same sense, Kendrick Lamar is also dark skinned. So it's like but color people don't want to believe, especially in the music industry, that colorism exists. Not just music industry, entertainment industry in a whole. It exists. And at some point the one thing that I do remember from Tori's statement was that it's the artist's responsibility to start standing up and calling this out. And it's the truth. At some point, the artist has to be the one. You're paying them. Though the label may be paying them, if you say, I'm not doing this video, and let's say, oh, the, the label says you got to pay out of pocket because they were, they appear for the day, the artist not sometimes going to be like, I'll pay them, I don't care, but I'm not releasing that. Mm-hmm. It's your call to say, I'm not going to do that. It's like bad enough, we have rappers glorifying, rappers and athletes glorifying lighter-skinned children. That and the fact that it's a—it's not even the fact. I don't even think that they like them because me and Ed were actually talking about this yesterday. I don't think it's the fact that they actually like these women. It's the fact that lighter-skinned women and the Kardashians are a status symbol. Oh God! You—it's almost as if for 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 men. If you don't have somebody that's not dark skin or or a Kardashian or a Kardashian like, you ain't really shit. But but even then, with 
Ed kind of countered my point. He was like, yeah, but the Kardashians, they easy to bag. So you can't really, you can't really say that. And I was like, you know what? That's true. So with just lighter skinned women as a whole, because it's peddled as the lighter you are, the more feminine you appear. So that's why light skinned women like dark skinned men, because dark skin is being, is, is, um, considered more masculine. Which is why they look at dark skin, dark skin women like me as more masculine. We have to be a lot tougher because we have to count. We have to kind of, for lack of a better word, counter this, the, the fact that we're not light skinned. We have to know more than light skinned women. We have to do more than light skinned women. Because what else would we have to offer? Because we're, we're dark. And who's gonna want you if you're dark? And I fell for this thing, especially in the gay community. You don't get it twisted. It's not just y'all. Um, the gay community is the same thing. It's like they fetishize men of a lighter complexion. So it's like I was insecure at one point of my skin complexion. So what I would do is I would go on Photoshop and lighten my skin. Now, I remember, and what made me stop doing it was it was one time I think I had overdid the filter I'll never forget it I overdid it so a dude really thought I was light skinned and I showed him a different picture of me he was like why are you using um photoshop to lighten your pictures like he called me out on it and I'm like what are you talking about he said bruh that is you you just put a filter on it and lightened it all the way to like the max so in retrospect, it's kind of like the self-hate thing, especially when it comes to colorism, is taught almost. And it's hereditary and you learn it. It's like mm-hmm. you hate it so much because it's like, so you mean to tell me if I had a lighter complexion and I would not be struggling with dating? Is what you're saying? So it's like, it's weird that we all have to go through this. And it's not just it's the same industry, it's real life. Like, you'll see somebody decide to get with someone of a lighter complexion in a heartbeat over someone that's darker. And mm-hmm. it's sad because it's like nine times out of ten, the lightest the people that are of a lighter complexion are just so vain. Yeah, because they're because they're held to this standard that you're you're more attractive. So anybody and everything is gonna come your way because of that. And it's like how even when I was younger, how it was like, okay, as the dark skinned girl I had to chase the dudes who were light skinned because I don't I don't want no dark skinned babies. But yo, now that I'm older and I'm like, yo, that was some trash ass shit. Like where the fuck did you get that from? But it was because I was around people who teased me for my skin tone. So, you know, you had the men who glorify that shit with, oh, I, I want a Spanish chick or I want this exotic looking chick because my, I want my baby to have good hair and pretty eyes. You know, we raising these light skinned babies. Daughters. Oh God! My thing. So is, yes, so that's what I'm saying. Being light skinned is equated with being more effeminate and more attractive, as opposed to someone who's dark skinned. It's only ex- usually acceptable in men because think of think of how think of how like cartoons they would color villains. They would make them darker than everyone else because it was more of a masculine or an evil energy. So, of course, dark skin is something that you're supposed to be groomed to hate. The crazy part was, I, ne- I referenced this on the show before, 
but I'm going to reference it again. If you are a different world fan like myself, there is an episode, I want to say toward the end of the series, I forget which season or what episode number, and I promise you I'm going to look it up. It was an episode where Kim had to deal with colorism. Because if you remember on the show, Kim was one of the darkest cast members. Mm-hmm. And she had deep, deep feelings about they were doing the play and she had to play the Manny. Mm-hmm. And she could not stand the character of the Manny because it reminded her of her complexion and how people of lighter complexion gets further than she would. Mm-hmm. And it just played all back in. If you have not watched that episode, it is a very good episode of A Different World. Especially, mm-hmm. I would tell anybody to watch it because it is, it's deep. It is just so deep to watch that one because it dealt with colorism. It's funny how shows back in the day dealt with colorism mm-hmm. and it was an easier topic to talk about. Yeah. Because a lot of shows dealt with it. When mm-hmm. I say a lot, a lot. And it's like, though I, though I love the idea and the theme behind Blackish, I don't know how I feel about Mixed Dish. Mixed Dish is kind of, it's, to me, it's un, it's not needed. It's a trope that's been used forever. Okay, the poor little mixed kids don't know where they fit in the world of black people and white people. Okay, we, we, we've seen that before. We I, know how this ends. We know how it starts. We know how it ends. We know the problems. Yes, we've seen that before. But you know what the crazy part is? I, a part of me loves the fact that it's coming from someone that's actually mixed. Like the executive producer on it. Oh, sidebar. But that happens all the time. This is true. But sidebar, since I did bring it up, um, if you're a fan like myself, and this is completely left field but in the same area, I don't know if you were a fan of Daria like I was. I was, yes. Oh, yeah, she's doing... She's, she's doing, doing jo- Jody, which was the only black character on Daria, yes. or the only main black character, is getting her own spinoff. Yes. And MTV is has already greenlit in it, and Tracy Ellis Ross is executive producing and is going to voice Jody. Speaking of greenlit, uh, whole season three has been greenlit too. Already, all fucking ready. They just did season already, one. already, and I am so ready for it. I am so ready. They already. Wait, love, where did you see it? I saw it on that grape juice. Oh, they already got renewed. Yes, already renewed. That's fast as hell. Yes, and it's good because now it gives them a head start on writing the next season. Oh my god, I see it right now. They got renewed for season three. I'm just so excited. And speaking of other renewals, Boondocks Uh and Aaron Magruder is on board. So I am like, yes. You cannot understand. Me, Ed, and his dad had theories. Like, theories galore yesterday. If you are a fan of the show like I am and like you can tell Leah is, this was like literally the best news of the year that we yes. all gotten. Yes. I did not watch season, I think it was season three of Boondocks because Aaron had nothing to do with that season. Yeah, you could tell. I wanted nothing tell. to do with that season at all because he had nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, you could tell. I'm like, have fun. I don't want to watch it. Everybody's it was like, okay, but you could definitely tell that he wasn't a part of it. But we had so many theories on what they were going to do, like whether they were going to age the boys a little bit. But then it kind of really wouldn't make sense because the whole thing about the whole appeal about them was that they were kids having these grown ideas. So... Is it? Are they going to keep them the same age? Or are they going to do this with I different forgot. kids? You know what? Why you like... mentioned 
Ed's dad, I forgot to tell my dad they greenlit another season. Because my dad actually loves the Boondocks as much as I do. See? So I'm like, Dad, I, I have to text him. You know they greenlit another season of yes. the Boondocks. And the original Cannot creator be. is a Cannot part of it. Be. I would love to know, and this is just theories that we're throwing out right now. I would love to know how they're going to... Because a lot of people thought that Riley was just ignorant. No. Riley no, was really a read toward... All of the, all of the characters... I've read that all of the characters are different types of black people that yep. you see in the community. So, like, Riley is the ignorant, like, ignorant, unread, is the, is the typical ignorant, unread, you know, black, while Huey's the, the more learned and, and sculptured black. Granddad was somebody else, and, you know, Uncle... Uncle Ruckus was, you know, a self-hating black. They, you know what? On the read, they said it would be some shit if Ruckus was a Trump supporter. He nods out of the ten might be. Then, yes, you know the he's crazy. He's gonna be fucking stupid. Then they, saw, then they also speculated Tom might be a Trump. Might have voted for Trump. Trump. But then he's gonna be regretting it. And then wait, the one that got me. I think they made another assumption, and it got me. Um, fuck. Oh, what if they do another fucking R. Kelly episode? They need to. <gasps> they got to. They, they need to do like a continuation oh, of the God. last one. I need them to do an updated episode. They, need to do a, they, gonna, they, they uh, should do a continuation if, of the last one. What if they also, what if Aaron also decides to spit in the face of his ex-wife, the person that was an executive producer on Surviving R. Kelly, and you know they're doing an update on the actual docuseries since the they did that already. No, 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 no. They're doing another one on like the, with I think with some of the people that also did it assumptions as well. They're doing another surviving R. Kelly. Oh shit! It's an update coming up. Oh so, shit! An update to the update. I'm okay. So please don't understand. It's gonna be some shit. Um, still that, mad that Insecure is not gonna be on this summer, but whatever. Girl, pose is whatever. Here. Issa, po- listen, they are already writing Insecure, so I'm hoping that we get a spring one instead of summer. They are they're in the writing room now. They've been right. They've been in the writing room for a couple, at least a month now. So if they're in the writing room, that means nine times out of ten, they're gonna try and do production. If not the winter, it might be early spring, and that means we'll definitely begin insecure on time next year. With that being said, we need to refill our cups real quick, and we will be right back. I got pee. Yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup. But while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. Don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Would you like to keep in contact with the actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at WRYH podcast at gmail.com once again it is wryh podcast at gmail.com once again thank you for your continued support and let's get back to the show i'm pretty sure my cup is full by now all right and we are back glasses refilled and all so real last bitch give a fuck by the nigga hey big burger bag hold five six things hey six, 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 oh that is one thing that's one thing we didn't talk about 
Lonnie was right. Because <laughs> young Miami missed her, period. I called it literally last and episode. And she is so cute pregnant. She is adorable. Now, you saw when she popped into a whole split and started mm. twerking pregnant as hell. I was like, see, I'm trying to be... I'm trying to be fit enough to you where already, I could be busting. But you already know what that you already know what that's about. Because in about another month or so, she ain't gonna be able to do that nope. without it hurting. Mm-mm. So, my young Miami is pregnant. Congratulations, girl! It could be it's a blessing, but it also kind of could be like, girl, why can't you just wait till JT came home? But that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to police a woman's body. So, another topic we need to touch on. Stop going to fucking DR. Cancel all y'all trips, all that shit, cause niggas is dying. Period. And they they thinking about they think that it's um bad batches of alcohol. I saw this video on Facebook where this woman had poured up um some Ciroc in Oh and it automatically of, froze. And, no, it didn't freeze. It solidified like plastic. Cause you know alcohol don't freeze. It, it started solidifying like plastic when she kept like moving the ice and stuff around, turning to plastic. I was like, yo. That's fake alcohol. And now, it's not just at one resort, it's multiple. And a lot of these people are drinking out of their mini bars. That's why I'm be drinking out of hotel mini bars. That shit be looking fishy. But yeah, a lot of these people are drinking out of their mini bars and shit. I'm like, oh shit. <sighs> Guess that cancels my time to go to DR. Okay. So instead of doing the um the thread this week, I wanted to do a self-reflection. Self-reflection. It's like rains in the sky. So um this is inspired by um a friend of the show. Curtis, better known as Trillificent, as we told you guys last episode, he just celebrated his 35th birthday. Hey, Trillificent. And he spoke on his um, podcast, Gay Side Stories, check them out. Um, He spoke about the state of where his life is, especially since he moved to Seattle. Um, As I said earlier in the podcast, my birthday is on Thursday and I'll be 32. So, I can honestly say that 31 was rough. And it wasn't rough due to my own doing. It was rough from things that were occurring. Um, A month before I turned 31, I lost my uncle. Um, This was back in, like, the beginning of May almost. Like, the the beginning toward the middle. And because he played such a significant role in my life, I took it hard. Especially, he played the patriarch to my dad's side of the family. Um, it was rough to get through. And even today, I saw, um, it, not even saw, I was having a day from hell at work. And literally, just like I said before, all of a sudden on BLS, they started playing Follow Me. I'm like, and in my head, automatically, all I could think is, hey, Hutch. So, and that just automatically, anytime I hear house music, it makes me think of my uncle and just how much he loved it, especially lived for the summertime. It was like his favorite time of the year. In November, I lost another. I lost one of my first cousins, who basically helped raise my damn ass again. But I think none of the, none of the two prior, besides my uncle, took a deeper toll than February. Um, if you guys remember, back in February, I took a week off. Per, I took a personal week in February. 
um, from the podcast. And it's because I had lost my godmother's mom, who played a significant role in my life for basically as a third grandmother to me. And that was a death that emotionally I was nowhere near prepared for. Now, mind you, she was in her early 80s. She lived her life. And sure, we all lived her life. Uh, sure, we all lived our lives and traveled and saw life outside of our home, which was, of course, North New Jersey. We saw different things. I've been outside the country with them twice. I've been all down the west, the east coast, been to the west coast, been to Arizona, Little Mexico. I have New Mexico, been everywhere just about with my God family. So the reason why I get so excited and so amped for my birthday is kind of comes from them. Mind you, her birthday is Christmas Eve. So imagine how festive she gets around the holidays. Like she would put, like she would decorate the house. Even for Thanksgiving, she would have little placemats mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Like she was festive. She loved holidays. She loved entertaining. She loved having people in her house. So after she passed, it, it just feels weird going to the house. And all of my life, I've had a key to this house. Mm-hmm. Ever since I can remember, I always had a key to that house. And still now, though I have a key, I find it difficult to go there. Mm. And it's like no amount of preparation or emotional development can prepare you to lose to for a death of a close loved one. No amount of preparation, no amount of therapy can emotionally prepare you for what you go through when you lose someone. Besides dealing with grief I also dealt with depression of course the devil's advocate along with anxiety both of them little Satan's assistance um and especially more so after everything that took place I felt it more especially depression more than I've ever felt it before and on Big Mouth when if you watch the last um, season when I believe one the female lead character she went through depression and they described depression or the character they had played as a depression was like a big cat. Mm-hmm. And how the cat would sit on her and basically weigh her down. And it's like a disgusting feeling mm-hmm. you have when you go through depression. It's like you can't describe it. Mm-hmm. But you literally feel like shit. Yep. And it's like a hard It's feeling. hard to shake. It's just... you just like, alright, I'ma just... It, it's just... It's a lot of things that you go through and like... You just really wish life had a manual, especially when it comes to mental health and how much we speak so much about it. When it comes to actually looking for like a therapist in my network, it's like playing tooth decay almost. Yeah. It's like painful to go through. So I'm more, more so adamant on trying to find someone of color to be my therapist preferably someone african-american because i feel like i can debunk Mm -hmm. my issues better with someone i identify with more than just regular joe schmo like i won't feel comfortable i know this already because like now what i've like started doing like i start catching catching it because like my depression comes on when i'm feeling like extremely overwhelmed Mm -hmm. so what ed and i have been doing the past couple of weeks We've been meditating together every night before we go to sleep. So he has this app called Headspace, and like I had better me. he played he like he plays one of the meditations per day or whatever, and we sit there and we like you know we kind of go through it, and it's like once I'm done with it, I don't remember anything from the day. 
you know, I'm rested enough and I'm like unwound enough to just go to sleep and I can stay asleep. Whereas before it was always, if something was on my mind, I kept waking up, kept waking up, kept waking up because it was almost like I was anxious about getting it done. And when you get that anxious feeling, it's like, you can't, especially with anxiety, you Yo, can't put you can't. a thumb on it and be like, this causes your anxiety. Yes, you can't. You can't identify it. You can think, oh, I found the source of it. The next thing you know, here she go. Hi, bitch. Mm-hmm. What's up? Hey, bitch, I'm back. Just, it's kind of like, I promise you, I hate so many references. If you are a fan of Trey Melvin like I am, like on YouTube, mm. is a video he did about depression and anxiety. And how it's kind of funny how it's like a third thought in your ear. Yep. And it's like him and another YouTuber called Zach Campbell. They're like Zach Campbell's playing mm-hmm. anxiety. He's depression and depression is so hey bitch. And then you got Zach Campbell. Oh, what is this? You look awful, bitch. You need to go change yourself. Yep. Like it really displayed how it feels. And it's like no matter how much we describe it. You will never get or understand someone that goes through depression until you actually go through it yourself mm-hmm. and get it. Like you could describe it to friends that don't know the feeling or don't have the feeling or they don't want to recognize that they're going through it or mm-hmm. they have it. So it's like kind of hard to really talk to them about it. Yeah. So it's like, especially with this, I felt like I was a part of me was on my own. And it's like, especially when it came to grief, it's like, how do I deal with this? Like I'm crying literally at, like. It was one Friday, and it was Mother's Day. I went. I was depressed. I remember you called me. I was so down on Mother's Day because I all I can remember is she's not here, and I literally will never forget. I came home, and I dropped everything. I curled into a ball and just started crying. Didn't you come over my house that one Sunday? Because you didn't want to be in the house by yourself, and me and Ed had just like had just bought some wine. He was like, "I'm coming." I think it was because you, so. you had called me that morning, and I then you called so. me that afternoon and was like, "What you doing? All right, I'm coming over." I think so, and I just I really just learned that I was like I really got to a place where I'm like, okay, it's time for us to really seek help because I don't I wish I could debunk all this so I can feel weight lifted yeah. so that way I can move forward with my life like if you guys like first of all therapy is not cheap it's not expensive but it ain't cheap so if you're like us in balling on budgets yeah. there are applications where you can meditate and debunk and sometimes especially when anxiety is kicking you inside the head it's hard for you to focus and center enough to calm down and actually go through a meditation yeah there are several applications like one i just recently discovered is a bet um it's called better me mm-hmm. um but i prefer brief b-r-e-e-t-h-e brief mm-hmm. um they have a lot of free meditations that they have available five minute meditation one to help you sleep all that good stuff mm-hmm. And of course, everyone goes to calm. Now, the thing I don't like calm, about I've calm, used, but eh. the thing I don't like about calm is calm charges you like sixty dollars for a year. Yeah, and it's like, bro, for all that, literally, you can find a therapist. That, or you can go on YouTube. And it's a lot of them. If you feel like you need to meditate to try and calm your mind down, especially if it's racing too much, 
meditation works wonders. Like one thing I decided to do, and I don't think I told Aaliyah, one thing I did, and no, I think only one of my cousins knows this. I bought a um, Tahitian singing bowl. You showed me. I did. Oh my god! So it kind of helps you center a little bit. Like I want the bigger ones. Like if you guys, if you're like me, if I was um Ayako, she has the singing bowl like in a triple set, and they're like white, and she has the thing where you tap, and it's not just her. Mario uses the same ones too, and it's like. You tap it once and you use the tap, the vibration from the tap, and it makes a sing like you circle around it and it makes like a singing noise. I probably, you know what? Keep talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do something that I had never. Yeah, done. that was like, you know that the, the like the grief part of it reminds me of when you had asked me about uh, my soldier ski that passed on Valentine's Day, and. You know, I, I think about him a lot and the grief that I went through, it was so, it was so intense. And now me, I really don't do like a lot of crying and, and things with death, mm-hmm. but with him, it was like, it almost felt like an outer body experience when I was grieving for him because it was like, yo, like we don't do this. What is this? And like, I can, I can always say that the hardest part of his funeral was when we had to give him our final salute and we all like lined up as a company and like everybody went up one by one and Mm -hmm. saluted him and I was fine getting up there and then when I like started to salute I couldn't breathe and I just kept heaving and heaving and heaving and then when I finally put my arm down and walked away I just broke like and it was like I was watching myself just break. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't I don't grieve. I don't do this. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't do death like that, you know. But it's crazy when you really grieve for somebody that it's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really doing this. And, you know, this past weekend was his birthday. Right. And I left you alone on purpose. When I was, I was still awake. It was weird. I was still awake at about 12 o'clock. And... I remember seeing one of my soldiers on Facebook post to his wall and I was like, oh shit, it's his birthday. That's why I'm awake. And as soon as I just looked and was like, happy birthday, Ski, I started crying. And then I was like, you know what? You wouldn't want me to do this. I was like, you know what? Me and Ed are going out tonight. We're going to, you know, we're going to have something for your birthday. It's cool. So when we went to Applebee's to have dinner, I had ordered a beer and you know i had ordered me and me and ed drinks and he's like oh so what you gonna drink at now it's like no i'm gonna leave until after dinner it's it'll be like he's here with us and he was like okay cool and like the bartender had questions she's like why do you just have why do you have a beer just sitting there and i was like oh it's for a friend of mine he had passed away and this is like my you know today is his birthday and this is like my thing to him mm-hmm. so she's like oh okay that's really cool but then when we find when we finished dinner we had both, you know, had drank from it and we said our happy birthdays and, you know, we kind of just left a little bit as we left the, you know, left the table. And I, it was surprising. I felt kind of happy. I thought I was going to cry, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know, it's a little unfair. He wasn't there to, you know, to like share his day. He would have been 30. And I mean, we joked about this shit forever. I didn't believe he was going to be 30 and he didn't believe I was going to be 30. So it was just um, a weird thing. And yeah, that grief part is, it's and it reached hell on your fucking anxiety and depression, yo. 
because it really brings your own mortality into question. It's like, yo, am I really set right with people if, God forbid, tomorrow's my last day or today's my last day? Like, you know, what's going to happen? And, you know. So, one of the things, and while Aaliyah was um, talking about her soldier, I went on Amazon a couple months ago and I ordered a um a Tahitian singing bowl. Now, I'm going to give a light demonstration. I'm rusty. Hold on. I'm rusty as hell. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm rusty, so you might hear a little chatter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She wants to record it. Oh, God. So, I'm going to play the singing bowl. Now, I've never played it in front of people, and it's supposed it's basically a thing to help with meditation. Now, um, I spoke with one of my cousins who became spiritual like me, um, and we do this. Now, I'm going to do a light demonstration. I'm not going to keep you guys forever. It's light demonstra- demonstration of meditation. So, this is a little whack that you use. I'm waiting for her to catch up. Okay, go uh, ahead. This is a little whack that you use, and you decide to start doing it like this. Now, I said I was rusty. So, basically, like you heard Aaliyah said, she felt centered. If you keep on going with the exercise and you begin to meditate and go within yourself, you feel yourself begin to come calm. So, basically, it's like kind of a source to help with anxiety. But you have to be, like, you have to be in preparation to center yourself. That means whatever emotions that you might be feeling with the whistle that you guys hear as I circle the bowl, you'll begin to feel it. So it's completely different. It's kind of like chakras, but I'm not really into crystals. I'm thinking about starting to get into it. But it's basically to help, and it's kind of like a meditation ritual. So because we talk so much about mental health and things that we go through, I want... You got wine left in your glass? A little bit. Okay, raise your glass. First of all, this is to a better year and a, to a healthy and prosperous 32. Absolutely. And, of yes, course... you go, friend. And, of 32. course, all types of positivity, not just talking personal, we're talking professional, romantic, all of the good things. Yes, yes. So, this is a toast with you guys, not just between us. This is to a happy and prosperous year. Happy New Year to me and to you guys as well if you guys celebrated a birthday. And also, if you guys don't know, there's also the end of Gemini season, which is the 21st. So. And we got we got um, some things in the works. Some 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 new do you want developments to, in the works. Do you want me to tell them or do you want to wait to tell them? It's up to you. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know. Um... Do in 
the at the end of this season, Aaliyah will not be staying with me. At least not like all the time. Not all the time. So basically what's gonna end up happening is I kinda have someone in mind already. Um I'm you gonna already was trying to replace me. No you bitch. No. So basically Aaliyah in the fall will be going will be pursuing her master's program to get her master's degree. Seven more classes left, y'all. We almost there. On top of that, she's also trying to advance within her military um, career. Yes. On ocean. top of and also on top of that, she's also still in the process of planning a wedding. So her plate is currently full. Yes. yes so yes. out of respect for that, I've decided to relieve her of her co hosting duties. <laughs> she I'll will still back. she will definitely be back. It For may some not y'all that may miss me, I don't know. Y'all miss her. She will be back. It won't be as a permanent co-host, but she will definitely be back. She will always be a part of the show. Yay. But I'll be I lurking like, in the shadows. Okay. But with that being said, the search is on for the co-host, even though I already know who I kind of want in mind. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much and happy birthday to me. If you want to send me some birthday cash. Ooh. <laughs> come on, baby. Now, normally I think this is so ratchet, but I don't care. If you want to send me some birthday cash. Send to, him money for a drink. I have Cash App, honey. Okay. My What's ca- that Cash App? My Cash App is dollar sign L-A-H capital N four E's. Okay. Lonnie, my how you pronounce my name minus extra ease. So send that cash at cash. I will thank y'all so much for y'all donation to the birthday turn up, and we will see you guys next week. Bye bye. Peace out.